Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Recovery is Effin' Awesome. My name is Robo and I am an alcoholic. My day of grace is May the 7th, 2010 and thank you all for taking time out to give us a listen. Uh, today we're going to talk about step 10, which is continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. If we look at page 84 in the hymnal, it said, you know, we get we get done with the promises in step nine. You know, we made our amends. Uh, promises started coming true in our life, which is, you know, awesome. It says this thought brings us to step 10. What suggests we take a personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for a lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonestness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss with them someone immediately and make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance is our code. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given to us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That's the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither we are, are avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. This is how we re react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. It is easy to let, let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do. For alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will not mine, be done. These are the thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower all along this line, all we wish. It's the proper use of the will. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from Him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of His Spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God-conscious, we have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. So there's a lot in that, um, and, and this is the part of the program that that gets me really, I mean, fired up, right? 10, 11, 12, because that's, you know, up to this point, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of soul searching, it's a lot of um, getting rid of the baggage that that held me down for years and years and years and I drank at and I drank over and I drank to remember and I drank to forget, right? So now, as, as we're moving on to the maintenance steps, right? So 
In step nine, we made our amends. We, we, you know, said we were wrong, admitted we were wrong. You know, how can we make this right? So now what step 10 tells me is now I have to continue to take personal inventory every stinking day throughout the day, right? Because I'm going to fail. I am going to fail a lot and I do every day, but I don't have to let that bum me out. I don't have to let that emotionally disturb me or spiritually disturb me, right? I mean, I'm a human being. I'm going to make mistakes. I am not perfect. But step 10 allows me to admit when I make a mistake, admit when I'm wrong, admit when I screw up, because I'll do it. I do it all the time, right? And it's, and it's okay. You know, before when I was drinking, you know, A, I'd never tell you I was wrong because I would always be right. I would, I would manipulate the situation or facts or whatever to um, make my case that I was right. And then I would get really loud, right? Because the loudest guy in the room is always right, <laughs> right? Um, the answer to that would obviously be no. But the point is, you know, today I can admit when I'm wrong. And, you know, it, it happens a lot. You know, so I have to continue to take personal inventory. And when I'm wrong, promptly admit it. You know, there's a key word in there, promptly. You know, so let's just say, for example, um, I have an argument with my wife uh, or a situation. And, um, you know, I'm wrong, obviously, a, a lot. Promptly. That means immediately. Not wait a couple hours, not wait a couple days, not just wait till she's in a better mood. No, it, when I'm wrong, I will I promptly, like immediately admit it. You know, and it, and it talks about, you know, we are ready to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously, excitedly, enthusiastically commence this way of living as we clean up the past, right? Because all that stuff's gone. I mean, it's not gone. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not weighing me down anymore, right? It's still there because I still did the things I did and said the things I said and lived the way I lived, but I don't have to live that way anymore. Thank God. Uh, right? So, so, you know, when I first went through step 10, this is when I literally started getting like super fired up about being sober, you know, and, and I started to learn about gratitude and, and it's just, it's, it's, it's contagious, you know, and I keep using my friend Jake and ex, as an example, because I love that dude. You know, if, if there was a picture of, of, uh, gratitude and, and, and someone who's so fired up about being sober, it's him. Right. And, and I love being around him, not only cause he's my best friend, but it, but it's his, his, his enthusiasm for, you know, being sober. And, and his his enthusiasm for for gratitude is just it's 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 infectious, man. I want more of it, you know. And and they say you know find somebody in the program who has what you want, right? And and he has what I want, right? He's a great dude. Um, he's a good husband. He's a good father. He's a, he's a great friend, right? He's he's he is an example to me how this program can change your life. <coughs> Excuse me, in a positive direction. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get some of that uh, mm, coffee. Coffee's a wonder drug. Um, you know, and speaking of gratitude, you know, one of my friends, Mike H, said said something, and uh, 
Sunday morning at a meeting, and, and it's so true, right? And I've never heard it put this way, and it sounds kind of silly, but, but it absolutely is true. He said, gratitude is the cocaine of recovery. Gratitude is the cocaine of recovery, right? It's just, it's, how can you, if, if you lived the way I lived, and you, you drank the way I drank, and you, you acted the way I acted and thought the way I thought, because I don't do that anymore. When I wake up in the morning, man, how can you not be grateful? You know, and you know, I heard it before that success is getting what you want. Gratitude is wanting what you got. I don't have a lot. But what I do have, and the most important thing I have is A, my sobriety, and B, I'm starting to have me back. And, and you know, it's the material stuff is the material stuff. But the inside, that whole that for years I couldn't feel with anything. Um, and believe me, I tried. You know, it's it's getting full, right? I can look in the mirror and be okay with the dude looking back. You know, and, and you know, this is why I'm so excited and so fired up about being sober and, and, you know, try to live in gratitude every day and, you know, be the best example of, of you know, sobriety and recovery that I can be. You know, as we go back to the book, right, it says our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. You know, I have to understand me and I have to understand how, what, what drove me uh, when I was in my addiction, right? And now I have to understand what drives me in my recovery and how to be effective in a, in a positive way. You know, and then it said we have entered the world of the spirit, which, you know, rocketed in the fourth dimension and all that, you know, weird hoobie-jubie hippie stuff. Um, right. So it's not an overnight matter. This isn't going to happen overnight. It didn't for me. Right. It's, it's a constant work in progress every, every day. You know, I, 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 I'm not trying to be better than you. I'm not trying to be better than, you know, somebody else. I'm trying to be better than the dude I was yesterday. You know, even if it's a baby step, as long as I am better than I was yesterday, because I'm far better than I was, you know, almost 13 years ago. If I'm a little better than I was yesterday, it's a win, right? I say that, you know, I, I never have bad days. I may have shitty parts of days, right? Because, you know, I'm human and life is life. But if, you know, I'm sober and I haven't intentionally hurt anybody uh, when I go to bed at night, guess what? It's a fucking great day. Uh, it's a win, right? Um, it says I have to, it, it, it's going to continue for my lifetime, right? I have to continue to watch for selfishness because I'm still selfish. Dishonesty, because I'm a blind, cheating bastard. Um, resentment, right? Bottom page 64, resentment's my number one offender. That's the first thing that will kill me. That is the main thing. It's not number two. It's not number 69. It's number one, right? Because I am mentally and physically ill, but I am spiritually sick. But when I work on my spiritual stuff, if, if I am trying to align, you know, and, and trying to do what I believe God wants me to do, and act accordingly, then I, I don't have wrong thinking all the time. Um, my body's healing, right? I don't have that, that soul sickness. Um, you know, and I don't have fear, right? I will continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear because those will crop up. When they crop up, what, what, am I, what do I do about it, right? Well, if, you know, I read page 86 and 87, which we'll get to when we talk about step 11. Every day. I read daily reflections. Every day. I pray and meditate. Every day. 
I read the 24-hour book every day. I read the the Hazleton Meditation for Men. Thank you, Jason Taylor, for uh, hooking me up on that. Right, Every day I do the same thing to get my day started. Uh, but it all starts when I open my eyes and I look up and I kind of give a nod and a wink and say, thank you, Lord, for giving me another day. I got another shot at this thing. Right, But as I go through the day, I have to watch out for when I'm being selfish. Right, Because I'm human. I have to watch out if I'm being dishonest. You know, I have to watch out if I'm becoming resentful. And I have to watch out if, if, if I get in fear. You know, I used to live in fear. You know, fear drove me, motivated me. I was very intimidated by other people. Um, you know, by, by, you know, the if they were, you know, obviously better looking than me or they were in better shape or they had a better car or they had a better job or they had more money or they went on vacations or they, you know, did this and that. I used to be consumed comparing myself to somebody else, you know, my insides to their outsides. Uh, and I don't do that anymore. You know, it's it said in the promises in step nine, you know, our fear of, of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. And it did. And it does every day. Um, do I want to be broke? No. But am I deathly afraid of, you know, not having anything? No. Um, because God has always provided. Even in the darkest times, he has always provided. I'm, you know, my family has never gone without a meal, never gone without a roof over her head, right? Never gone without clothes on her back. As long as I keep doing what this book tells me to do, and as long as I am humble enough to take advice and direction from people who are smarter than me in this program, um, and it doesn't matter how many, you know, do they have more time than me? Do they have less time than me? None of that really matters. How are you living your program, right? Because I've known guys with a great number of years that are just fucking miserable. And I've known guys that have been sober, you know, a couple of years, and they're just exploding with, with gratitude, and they're living this program, man. You know, and that's, that's my goal is to live this program every day. I don't work this thing. Um, I have to live it, you know. I have to live it, and I get to live it. And I'm excited about it, and I am enthusiastic about sobriety, and, and I live in gratitude and... You know, to me, it all comes down to gratitude, right? I am grateful I don't have to live the way that I live. I'm gra grateful that I choose every day to be happy and to to be in a in a, a you know live in a better place and and try to spread that joy and that gratitude. Um, not only in meetings, obviously, you know, we're in there for an hour a day. You know, I got 23 other hours I got to live. You know, and and so. When I get out there and, and, and try to, you know, not necessarily spread the message, um, but be an example to where people is like, dude, what's wrong with you, man? How, you know, what's what's going on? How you living? Right. I don't really care how you are. How are you living? You know, and, and then it, you know, the book says, then we resolutely uh, turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Um, love and tolerance of others is our code. And that's really hard. Um that really is, um, to tolerate people. I tolerate people a lot more than, than I used to. Um, do I love everybody? Well, the other book says I'm supposed to, uh, but it never says that I have to like them. Um, you know, at the very basic level, we're all humans and I guess there's a level of respect there. Um, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, that whole, you know, screw me once, shame on you, screw me twice, shame on me, that kind of thing. Uh, then it talks about like we're Sweden, right? We're, we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. 
We don't swear off alcohol, right? The problem has been removed. I don't know if it's been removed, but it's in, it's definitely in remission. Uh, but I have to work, uh, and do certain things every day to keep that in remission. You know, this is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And there it is, right? We're, we're headed for trouble if we rest on our laurels, which means I stop going to meetings. I stop doing my morning routine. I stop talking to, you know, somebody else in recovery. It's really simple, right? If, if I'll, want to keep getting what I got, I got to keep doing what I'm doing. It's not hard, right? This is a simple program. Not easy, but it's simple. You know, we have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. I live this thing one day at a time. One day at a time, that's all I got. Can't really worry about tomorrow. I can plan, or can't really worry about yesterday. I can plan for tomorrow, right? I mean, I got some things on my, you know, my calendar. I got my to-do list, um, or my GSD list, right? Get shit done list. Um, but I don't plan the result, right? I wake up, I have an outline of what my day is going to look like, and then I go attack it, right? And, you know, inevitably something will, will change. And when it changes, I just kind of roll with it. You know, it's just, it's, you know, this is what we do. You know, and we can exercise our power along this line all we wish. It's the proper use of the will, right? So if I'm aligning my life to what I believe God wants me to do, then, you know, Everything just works so much smoother. It's just smooth, you know. And then it says we have um, receiving the strength and inspiration and direction from Him, right? It's that intuitive thought, that intuitive decision. You know, you're at a stoplight. Should I go right? Should I go left? Right? It's that inner voice, um, the conscious, right? And so I started listening to that more. You know, so what step ten has given me is the ability to admit when I'm wrong. Uh, immediately and not sit on it and not let the situation fester, um, not let resentments build up, not let fear build up, not let uh, selfishness build up. Because um, Jim H. early on, and he still says it, right? But one thing that stuck with me is, you know, he said, would you rather be happy or would you rather be right? You know, and today I choose to be happy. Um, I don't always have to be right. And, you know, if I'm being honest, most of the time I'm not. So step 10 is, is a awesome, awesome step. And I get excited about it because it gives me an opportunity to um, show people that I have changed, right? Because in step nine, we go and we make the amends. You know, we, we get step 10 and we're still around the same people we made amends to in step nine. But if we're acting the same way that we did before, have we really made a true amends, right? So I had to change my behavior. I had to change my thought process. I had to change the way I, the 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 way that I spoke, because um, sometimes it's not what you say; it's how you say it. And I can come off as an asshole. I, I, I just, you know, I can. I'm I'm kind of abrasive. Um, I don't really sugarcoat anything. I don't have a filter. What pops in my head just shoots out my mouth. And the funny thing about words is you can't take them back. Um, but if I if I say something that is not appropriate, um, possibly offensive, um, you know, I or I do something that you know may upset somebody, and I know that I'm in the wrong, you know, I I can you know apologize for it, uh, make 
make amends right there, um, you know, and not build up that resentment and that weirdness that, you know, sometimes situations presents itself, you know, like I used to, you know, I would, I'd say something I knew I was wrong and I didn't really give a shit, right? And I just let it fester and fester and fester and then it build up to something else in the future. You know, and today I don't have to do that and, and that's thanks to step 10. You know, I'm, I'm smart enough to know that even though this book was written in the 30s, it still applies to me today. Um, it's, it's awesome. You know, and then we'll get into 11, which is an even more awesome step. And then it gets into step 12, which is how I choose to live today. Uh, but for now, we'll leave it at step 10. Uh, we'll do step seven or a step seven, step 11 next time. Um, but step 10 is awesome, right? It, it allows me to admit when I'm wrong um, and be and be an adult, you know, and not be, not be so childish like the way I used to live. Again, uh, guys, I really want to thank y'all. I appreciate that you guys take the time out to uh, listen to me babble about this. Um, I'm grateful for you guys. I am grateful for sobriety. I'm grateful for recovery. I'm grateful for this new way of life. And, uh, you know, every morning, wake up, get some coffee before you go do your day-to-day rat killing. Get you a little sprinkling of some Jake dust, man, and, and, you know, make it a great day. And uh, try to show your gratitude. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And remember, recovery is effing awesome.